please. Hi everyone, this is Veronica Laputska, co-founder of the Center and Rethinks AGMF Fellow. Um, I'm also head of research unit of the Digital Communication Network and I'm here with my wonderful colleague, Liz Hirosimenka. Alessia, introduce yourself. Hello, hi everyone, I'm Alessia Hirosimenka. I am a researcher at Oxford Internet Institute at the University of Oxford. I study internet and social media. So that is why we will talk about internet and social media. And I will ask for Alice about uh, internet blockage. Do you think Belarusian authorities will be doing it once again? And uh, how do you think uh, the population has been coping with it so far? Yeah, so I, I think uh, what's happening now in Belarus is a huge, huge social movement that emerged uh, following the presidential election. And on the night of presidential election, the government tried to block internet and essentially it led to um, to the largest shutdown of internet in Europe that ever happened in any European country. Many people could not access any social media, most of news websites that write in Belarusian or Russian language. Uh, but people somehow able to overcome it, uh, I think using VPN, but also using Telegram that allows overcoming this type of shut down and uh, it lasted for 61 hours and ended uh, with the decision of the government to allow people to use internet except for a couple of independent media sources that are still blocked not couple but many of them what do you think veronica what uh, what's why did it happen and what what is people's reaction uh, to the protest in general on social media what did you see recently so I think that it happened, of course, because the authorities wanted to uh, to make everything possible to prevent uh, people from finding out the real information and to be able to unite and organize themselves. But I think people did it brilliantly and they managed to avoid uh, this block, uh, these blockages and these restrictions. And uh, from what I've seen on all their social media platforms, Instagram, Telegram, and Facebook, which have become the most popular uh, and active instruments during this social protest in Belarus, people have been using them very actively and very well. So they do use a lot of uh, instruments, so live streams and stories. And I think that actually this made people become uh, much more uh, literate in terms of digital media skills. So I think actually, despite what is happening, it's a great uh, opportunity for people to learn a lot of things, to learn how to use them. And uh, what do you think, Alice, about Telegram? What do you think was the role of it in uh, self-organization of people? Have you been uh, following it? Yeah, I've been following Telegram, which is which is very popular social media platform, a messaging platform in many uh, Russian-speaking countries, like Belarus is predominantly Russian-speaking, and uh, it seems like uh, it's been one of the key key tools for organizing on the ground or for coordinating of the protest, uh, for political mobilization, for informing people. But um, interestingly, previously, especially in Russia, this platform been used a lot for misinformation and disinformation. A lot of a lot of uh, fake fake information been spread on that platform. Uh, maybe you've noticed any anything anything related to this, any disinformation about uh, Belarusian process that's been spreading on social media? Uh, 
Of course, absolutely. That's a great question, Alice. There has been a number of channels on Telegram which were actually spreading some um, really um, sometimes aggressive or um, discouraging uh, rhetoric in terms of the protests. Or there, are, there is a number of channels which actually try to uh, portray the protesters, peaceful protesters, as uh, some violent, aggressive uh, people who are attacking um, our right police. But most importantly, it has been a source of a lot of uh, misinformation regarding Russia, that Russia will actually attack Belarus if they, if they don't support Lukashenko on time. And uh, I think that this was actually the main narrative there. The key question is who spreads this? What do you think? Who who is the source of this type of rumors? I think honestly, I think it's uh, Belarusian special services themselves who are doing this in order to kind of to probe what is happening and to to see what will be the reaction of the users and to see whether they actually listen to such uh, disinformation and whether they're afraid of this, whether they're afraid of Kremlin take these measures and attack Belarus. But what mm. from what we're seeing, it's not happening so far. So I think that their plan failed and people remain very um, actually um, determined about bringing change uh, inside Belarus, about being soli in solidarity with each other, about continuing to organize the protests uh, and yeah. to remain yeah. uh, peaceful protesters despite what uh, Belarusian state propaganda is trying to make of them. But you see, I, I saw a lot of misinformation on, not a lot, but some misinformation on t uh, Russian TV, uh, do you think Russia tried to spread any misinformation through social media? We only have nine seconds left, so I think this will be a question for our next conversation. Thank you so okay. much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye.